Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher, Energy Practitioner, and Medium, and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages to show us our challenges are not economic, political, or societal, simply a disconnect from our true inner being or soul wisdom. I am most delighted to welcome today Susanna Stoica, author of Healing with a Loving Heart, who, like me, works with the energy of the universe and works to help people know their true self and to find their path in life. And she shows us healing is possible when all hope often seems to be lost. Hello, Susanna, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within to share your remarkable healing journey and how someone with a Ph.D. in computer engineering accessed the energy of the soul at the early age of seven for your first healing. Thank you for having me on your show. You're very welcome, and I'm delighted. Susanna, listeners of Healing from Within are well aware that my sensitive and intuitive guests seek to answer age-old questions such as, who are we, where do we come from, and how can we improve the quality of life both spiritually and physically, for indeed our duality needs to be recognized and integrated so we can have the best run of this physical life journey. Healing mind, body, and spirit is possible when we embrace our personal power as spiritual beings having a physical life and are able to manifest infinite possibilities for a creative, joyful, healthy life. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Susanna Stoica will share with us that after a double concussion, she used her prior experience of working with brain trauma to develop her own unique recovery program. Having a special ability to work with the human energy field, Susanna can correct energy field irregularities, allowing the body's innate healing program to work again. We will also hear insights into the autism spectrum, delayed brain trauma, as well as helping the body perhaps access a newly transplanted organ and how cooking certain foods help people recover from many illnesses. Susanna, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or perhaps an event that may have signaled to them or to others the interests, lifestyle, or work they would embrace as an adult. For I believe the clues to our life journey are present very early on. Uh, I think my father would be that person because uh, uh, he noticed that I hailed my mom at uh, seven years old. Uh, he didn't tell me anything about it. I found out uh, about it years later when uh, I suddenly healed something, somebody when I was on a course inspired from the 
Chinese medicine is called polarity healing. Uh, suddenly my hands took off. Uh, they were uh, moving. I couldn't stop them from moving and I couldn't stop them from, I couldn't take them away. And my hands moved for about uh, 20 minutes. I looked at the teacher because everybody in the room was uh, working and <laughs> desperately, what, what am I going to do? And he just signaled me to stay with it. And when I stopped, we went on a lunch and uh, the lady I was working on told us that uh, she had a very bad flu and after the flu, he, she could never breathe again. Mm. And uh, they tried all sorts of antibiotics, uh, did x-rays, couldn't see anything. But now, after 20 minutes of my work, she was uh, breathing freely. And I had no idea what did I do because I was an engineer. <laughs> of course, I got very scared that if I do the same thing but the wrong way, I am going to make people sick. So oh, for a while, I didn't yeah. touch anyone. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very funny because when I started my uh, Reiki healing work oh, 25 years ago, uh, I was guided to it. Uh, because I was studying how mediums got messages from spirit because I had had a dream and in the dream I was told uh, to write something for my father and the next day my father passed and I and I wrote his eulogy but I, I couldn't put it together. I was a sensitive child like you. I had this gift from childhood. I always wanted to help people and I was helping them in many many ways not the way you just did that didn't happen till 25 years ago and here I was I'm learning Reiki energy healing okay I'm attuned to it and I'm working over a client and my hand freezes on the client's shoulder I cannot move yeah. it I can and I say why can I not move it because a thought came into my head a message a spiritual message for her and, and I was a, actually a little afraid to say it like you because I didn't want to do anything uh, to create uh, a thought in her head that might not be good for her healing. Yeah. So, but I did say it finally, and then my hand, and she explained what it meant to me, started to cry a little, and then my hand was able to move, and I was able to go about finishing the Reiki session but you see we are being led and guided by this higher energy it's not us we are just creating an environment for healing and for people to know their soul essence so they can make changes that are better for uh, what they were born to do in this time and place so thank you for that story because I hadn't thought of that in a long time yeah, uh, the best explanation for what the healer is was given by one of my teachers, which uh, who said that we are basically a flute. As the air goes through the flute, the, the same way goes the energy through us if we are open to it. Yes. Yes, we have to be open. That's why perhaps I didn't start my healing work 
until 25 years ago because before that I was trying very much to be a practical person in a physical world as my parents had encouraged me. They sort of discouraged the sensitivity part, right? Because they knew it might be harder for me uh, to be accepted in the world doing this. And uh, came came a time when when I knew it to be true and could put all the pieces of this spiritual puzzle together, there was nothing I would rather do than bring this message of universal love and healing and who we are to as many people as would absorb it because it actually frees us from the fear of the physical life and encourages us to live with um, great spirit, (laughs) great joy, great positivity. So let's go on to how did you, as a former computer engineer, learn to take what you knew about designing computers and apply it to healing the human condition and to brain injuries that you say can happen to anyone, not just athletes. Uh, it's very interesting. All my life is like uh, somebody was pushing me into a certain direction. And I say that because I have a PhD in computer engineering, as you know. And the topic of my thesis was uh, designing computers with brain cell-like circuits, which at that time where uh, it was called uh, threshold logic. But uh, practically, there were uh, like they were trying to imitate the ways brain cells perceive information and forward information. And then when I started doing healing, uh, working with the brain was the easiest for me. When I had my brain injury, I found out that actually most of the healers cannot uh, perceive brain injuries, which was a surprise for me because it was so easy for me to do it. So basically, after that, I decided that uh, I am going to get well, and when I am going, when I am well, I am going to help people who have brain injuries recover like I did. So that's how I wrote my uh, first book, Heal Your Brain, Reclaim Your Life, um, uh, How to Recover and Thrive After a Concussion. You know, it's and very... Also, go, go on, go on. And also the series of five cookbooks specially written for people with brain injuries because I found out from my experience that cooking is one of the best exercises to recover the sequencing capability to do the things in sequence, which people with brain injuries are typically losing. That's interesting, yeah. My daughter is a a literary agent, and she gets many, many cookbooks published. Perhaps she needs that for her own brain work in sequencing, and it helps her. That's very, very interesting that you just said that. But, you know, many times I have said to people, when I receive information, readings for people, that's coming from spirit, souls, teachers, guides, God himself. Hard to know at times who it is, uh, but I know when it's coming from spirit. I say, my brain seems to work like a computer, 
I'm receiving all. I say this to people, and you just sort of explained it. I say, I'm sort of receiving this wonderful, beautiful data and also the feelings of expansion that there are layers and layers of life beyond here. And uh, so it's very interesting that you just said that. And I, do, I haven't worked often with brain injuries, but I will tell you a story. About 20 years ago, it was New Year's Eve, and I was called from California. My son lives out there, and he had just married a young woman, and her cousin, 19 years old, had an aneurysm, a brain bleed. Wow. And was, and was, they were all sitting there, the family, they were sure that she wasn't going to make it. And he said to me, Mom, I'm not sure what you do, but could you please try to send healing energy to this young woman? So I went upstairs. I sat for an hour and a half, and I could feel the pain, and I could feel how serious it was, and I cried, and I, I sort of asked Spirit if she could have a good quality of life to stay, and if her soul needed to go because she would be too compromised by the damage to do what was best for her soul. And then I used my training, the symbols, and everything I had within me to send that to her. And I did it for a week, every night. And she recovered. And it took her months in therapy to gain back a lot of her skills. But I know it was a miracle. I know it was a healing miracle. I know the doctors did well, too. Everybody cooperated with love, the family, and prayer. And to me, I never quite forgot the feeling I had that night. So that was, I had another experience with a brain injury. But I didn't understand it like you explained it in your book and like your own journey with your own in, injury. I just did what I was trained to do to the best of my ability, and in this case, it helped her, and I, I was very grateful for that. Now, you go on to suggest five things to do to regain mental acuity after a concussion, and there are so many people who have concussions or damage, you know, who, who have a head injury, and to keep mentally sharp into old age. So let's think about that, too. There are changes to the brain as we age. So what are some of the things we can do about aphasia and the aging process to help us stay as acute as we can? One of the big mistakes people do as they age, and I found quite frequently this problem, uh, they don't drink enough water. And water is the, it's really needed for... Uh, hydrating the whole body, but it also uh, helps the digestion and elimination, which is very important because when we don't eliminate properly, we become toxic and we can't think straight. I saw cases uh, I can see inside the human body when I'm doing healing, 
and I saw cases in lit- in which literally the person's brain was dried up because of lack of uh, water. Drinking water is also you, you uh, know it's it's, an- it's funny, Susanna, but every time I went for a checkup to my doctor, this is many years. She looked at me. She said, "You're dehydrated." She was telling me to drink more water, but I never drank a lot. But now I do, because now because of my allergies and this uh, mucus and coughing that I've developed, I need to. Maybe that's why I've developed it. <laughs> Maybe spirit wants me to drink more water to keep my brain yes. very acute, so I can do the work we're doing. Could be. <laughs> Absolutely. And drinking water doesn't mean that you take a quart of water and you drink it, because if you do that, you most of it will go out. As it go, comes in, it will go out. No, you have, to, you have to do it slowly. Yeah, you have to drink about half a, a quarter of a cup to half a cup at a time. Yes. So basically, the best thing is just pour out your, uh, your two quarts of water in bottles, and then uh, drink them during the day, so you have the measure of how much uh, you are drinking. Oh, that's great! I'm going to do that myself. I hope our listeners will do that too, because it's such an important thing to do and simple. So let's get on that. Yes, we can get on but, that. And then there's also other things. You say to eat only yes. light, nutritious food, sleep as much as you feel the need for. So you know what? Don't judge yourself. If you feel that one day you have to stay in bed till 9 or 10 o'clock, you won't have to do that all yeah. the time, but you might once in a while have to do that. Yeah. Don't don't oversleep too much because as we age and we are stiffer, we tend to want to stay in bed longer. It's not good. And that brings me to the other thing that we should do. We should walk and we should uh, make deep breathing exercises. Uh, with doing deep breathing can be done two ways. You either do two deep breaths, uh, 20 deep breaths at a time. That's what I am doing several times a day. Go outside even when it's very cold. And I put my hand on my belly and I push my belly out so I can uh, feel my lungs completely. And then I push my belly in so I can clear completely my lungs. And then again, 20 times. Also, doing fast walking, it's very good. It's very good because it also moves our lymph, which again, the lymph is the one which is detoxifying us, which is very important at our age. And the lymph walk uh, uh, is moving only if we move, because it, it moves when the muscles are contracting. So that's very important. And also, by walking, we are again oxygenating ourselves. So that's very important. Another thing that is very important is to keep our connection to people. Uh, As we age, our, our friends tend to die away, and we lose them. And if we are not open to make new friends, we are in trouble because we we tend to collapse into ourselves, and when we do that, we don't have a 
comparison and we every a campaign the becomes a much bigger problem because we don't see other people who have much bigger problems yes absolutely it's very important to connect and interact with people i mean i, I do it everywhere everywhere i go i talk to people and people talk to me i see it as a healing event because they all always open up and let me know what's happening and in that discussion and sometimes just in gazing in their eyes and just showing them compassion and listening to them healing goes on for both of us so I think that it's a wonderful thing to keep all our options and always be uh, open to any new person who walks into your life because nothing is random we are being guided to meet people and to share things even with a stranger so let's get ourselves open at all times and know uh, that great possibilities come out of even a momentary encounter with another person let's go on susanna this is important we are still in the midst of a coronavirus pan- pandemic and i know you had it and i had it also in april and uh i discovered a lot about it through having it so can you tell us uh, about the coronavirus and in your estimation is it different from the regular flu in energy healing spaces absolutely it's quite different uh usually when i wa- work with a strain of flu i can find it is an energy field if i work with 10 people 10 people have it in the same area of the field So if it's a left upper lung in one person it's a left upper lung in everyone. Mm. Also the things the alternative things that helps a person get well are about the same. Now with this flu uh it's different for every person. Both the location and uh what is required in order to get well. Another thing that is very different is that the uh, in the case of the flu it's always in a certain place but especially in the beginning this flu was so different this uh, virus uh, it would go into the energy field of a person and it was like a smoke literally it looked like a smoke like a fog. it would go yeah, around like a cloud Yeah, it went yeah. right through you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I and experienced it. And it would go it. all over the body and when it would reach a certain place where a person is the weakest, mm. then it would latch on and become very uh, energetically solid. Yeah. And then the person would be sick. They are they are uh, everybody's talking about how come the doctors didn't know how to treat it why is there were so many different theories about to, uh, how to treat it no one is to blame this is a man-made virus which is quite different from anything that existed before and because it's latching on on different parts of the body of course the doctors were at loss of how to treat it on yeah. the reverse side i also found out that covid was responding very well to alternatives and with everybody that i worked in about a, a week they were on their feet and i know that they had covid because 
I would test them. I would tell them that you have COVID. They will go for doing the te- the medical test. Yeah, and they will. Uh, the diagnosis will be confirmed. Yeah, I did. I did a lot of after I was better uh, myself. I did a lot of distant healing for people with COVID. You even said um, another characteristic of the virus was that it changed during the time you were working with it. Its frequency lowered and behavior changed. The last change around mid-May in Michigan, that's where you live, was as if it had become old. The frequency was lower. I felt it was much more difficult to catch, and it had more hooks to attach to human cells, but those hooks were less capable than the ones from the previous generation. I agree with you. I feel the same way. It has exhausted itself from what came into the country a year ago, and that's why there's less death. Uh, There's more, 99% supposedly of the people are surviving it, and you and I are healers, and we survived it, and and, uh, I'm all for never being afraid, because the truth of the matter is, we're here to conquer fear. That's why our soul has chosen a physical life, to move through it and to remember who we are as spiritual beings who have the help around us at all times. We just have to access it and ask for help, and we will, and we will be helped. There is a time to go, of course. There's a time to be born and a time to die, and that cannot be changed. So why be afraid of it? Because I believe consciousness survives physical death and will be in a wonderful place of re-life, new life. That's the name of my new book, A New Life Awaits. And we will (laughs) continue this journey of laughter and learning. You see what we're talking about, learning to go on and on. So most healers know this. Most healers have conquered Uh, a lot of their fears. Yes. Uh, By the way, I uh, I quite... uh, Many times I have seen uh, the soul of the person next to the um, appear at their uh, funeral service. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Stand next to the coffin and they were uh, smiling and telling me to tell the family to uh, they are okay and crying. That's a beautiful gift to be able to see spirit that way. I my sister died December twenty eighth. 2020 and uh, about a week later I uh, did a reading with her and she showed me where she was who was with her and that uh, I had done everything I could while she was she had a very challenging life and she answered my questions and she even inserted a few things that I didn't ask So I know she said to me, I am at peace and I'm almost happy. And I'm glad she put in the word almost because, of course, we're not always happy. We're not always anything. We're we're always evolving and changing. And she was a writer, so she was very smart to put that word in to make me laugh. Anyhow, (laughs) Anyhow, so we are sharing what we know to be true 
with everybody. And I want to thank you, Susanna Stoica, author of Healing with a Loving Heart, certified healing touch practitioner, hypnotherapist, and uh, healer who has shared her life as a healing soul from the earliest days of childhood to develop her holistic practice, working with the human energy field and sharing much about the human and divine life experience, as we did today. To read more about connecting, um, correcting energy field irregularities, allowing the innate healing process to work, go to healingbraininjury.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have shared amazing insights into the true nature of healing, which, as we know, encompasses mind, body, and spirit, and is a way to know the real value and joy of life, as indeed every challenge, illness, or loss can teach us something. Susanna Stoica has shared insights into many of the most debilitating and limiting diseases, and you must read her book because she talks about autism and uh, um, ALS and uh, many other serious illnesses that people deal with. Susanna and I would have you know, as we have been blessed to discover in this lifetime, that we are indeed much more than our physical body, and life is a dream that exists in dimensions way beyond the physical world we know here, where love and compassion reign supreme, and each soul is filled with the joy of eternal life. A physical life empowers you to rediscover that soul part of yourself, if you allow yourself to, and reconnect to the universal source of creation and infinite possibilities. Deepak Chopra, you mentioned this in the book, Susanna, wrote, Everyone has a purpose in life, a unique gift, or special talent to give to others. And when we blend this unique talent with service to others, we experience the ecstasy and exaltation of our own spirit. And that's what we were talking about today. It is possible for all of us. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of my newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to inspiring stories by metaphysicians, scientists, spiritualists, medical practitioners, psychologists, educators, lawyers, and those in the arts and music fields. As we come to remember who we are as more than this physical life and find ways to prosper, serve, and live authentically and fully with love and compassion, shows may also be heard on DreamVision7Radio.com and WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you.